Hey there, welcome back to another episode of The Human Side of Learning and Talent Technology. I'm Bennett, joined by Chris and Tiffany. We're back for another episode this week uh, as we talk about the tips and tricks and trends and everything going on in learning and talent technology and in the industry and with our clients and hopefully with our prospective clients that are tuning in too because we love to to help our current clients and any new clients out there that uh, are, are looking to move forward in learning and talent and implement new systems or operate their systems in a in a def- different or better way or, or even just uh, do some kind of one-off integrations as we talked about last week or optimizations or reporting projects, all kinds of fun stuff we do at Blue Water. Uh, and that vision and everything that we do is is right in here in Chris Bond's head as he stares at me and is wondering what I'm going to say next. <laughs> no, but we're back this Got week. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany and Chris are, are, are joining me to talk today about recruiting uh, and the evolving nature of recruiting as we come out of um, the pandemic, as, as things are really starting to look forward, uh, states such as Texas, where we are, are uh, back to 100%. And, you know, the mask mandate across at least the whole state is gone. It sits up to the counties and, and private organizations, which, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. But um, but thing, it's, a, it's a sign of progress. The vaccines mm-hmm. are, are, are uh, everywhere and people are, are getting them with, with very successful numbers. So, with all of that, with we want to look to the future and talk about recruiting and how how recruiting is going to change, how technology uh, rec- with recruiting and, and the way that people are recruited and virtualization of recruiting is, is all going to to be affected in in a, in a good way. I think uh, so. Excited to kind of touch on that topic today as as we get into it. But first, today marks the very last time we will record. Uh, this podcast in our current spot. We are actually moving offices in a few months, taking a little hiatus from being together and working in an office as our current office gets finalized uh, and, and built out and to our to our specifications and needs, which we're very excited about. Um, but but Chris, tell us about what's going on and why we're or, or, or you know when we're moving, how we're moving, and and if you're going to miss this spot. Um. Gosh, there's a lot in all those questions that you asked. <laughs> well, I miss this spot. Yes, we've been here for five and a half years. Uh, it has been great. We have had so many great people that have worked here, and uh, it's just been it's been a blast. But uh, who of all things would go sign a new office lease during the middle of a pandemic? That would be you. me, <laughs> uh, in which I did. We got a wonderful deal with a wonderful new landlord, and uh, we're building out from shell space. So as you said, uh, exactly to our specifications. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a fun place. We're actually building out a bigger studio area. So when we when we shoot these in the future and record these in the future, then uh, you're going to get some different views and uh, different backgrounds, and uh, it's it's going to be pretty cool. So I, I go over there occasionally just to see <laughs> what progress is being made, and as the studio and office is coming together, it gets pretty exciting. But we are uh, we're going to be spending April working virtually. So Lee sent it here the end of March. Um, yet another April of working <laughs> yeah. from home. This feels all too uh, familiar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next year in 2022, just promising y'all that's not going to happen. Uh, even Knock if there's, the, uh, there's <laughs> a uh, whatever it may be. Um, but we, yeah, we're just really excited about new office space. Um, 
again, this has been this has been a fabulous place, and I've really enjoyed it, and we'll miss uh, miss driving here, but on to the next adventure and new experience and uh, new facility. So, um, and when we get it all opened up, anybody starts traveling, you come to Dallas, we want you to come over and see us because we have um, we've got a game room and we have an outdoor patio, which will be used quite frequently. Very so nice. anyway, it's going to be fun as well as the studio. So great, great new space. And um, anyway, looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. If you're a client in the uh, Dallas area or, or really anywhere, if you're ever in Dallas, we'd love for you to come by and check it out. And, um, you know, we're excited about the new recording space. Uh, also, be sure to tune in next week or the week after or the next few weeks because who knows where we'll be. I'm not even <laughs> sure yet. <laughs> so we might be uh, on a patio. On it's a good patio, patio weather here. In I don't Texas. know if our that is true. I don't know if our producer wants to edit out all the bird noises and garbage <laughs> trucks driving by and that kind of stuff. But but it might be fun. We'll Are see. the dogs barking? Yeah, barking the at dogs the dogs will most likely be barking. barking at so. the, yeah. But we'll figure something out. It'll it'll be an adventure. Noises at gar- garbage trucks. Oh, I don't know. I'm you never don't. home when the garbage truck comes. <laughs> they make noises, though, when people well, talk to April, them. in April, maybe you will be. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're excited. Um, it's, it'll be a, a, a great new um, space and, and just so, so many opportunities for us to, to do the same thing better or new things completely different. We'll see. So, um, speaking on that tune, recruiting. Same things are getting better, and there's a whole lot of new things happening in the sure. world of recruiting. Uh, Chris, could you maybe give us a few minutes yeah. of, of setting this up and, and what's what you're seeing as part of this evolution in recruiting technology? Well, I think one of the th- first things we look at is that coming on the backside of the pandemic, we're already starting to see clients prepare for the fact that they've got to either rehire, bring on, bring back on furloughed employees or fill slots that were vacated by maybe somebody that they had let go or furloughed that went and found another job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as those things begin to come back together, then I think that there's uh, there's a growing sense within the industry that we've got to find a different way to recruit these people because you still have a lot of virtualization. There's a lot of people that are going to work from home. I've known numbers of people that have actually gone to move to the mountains of Colorado, to the beach. And Mm -hmm. so they're not planning on being in an office. They're planning on being wherever their new home is and to work virtually. And we see a bit of that going on. But then you also have places like restaurants and movie theaters and other locations that are beginning that recruiting process. And you mentioned Texas. Texas is 100%. And they've got to bring servers back on Mm -hmm. uh, that you know, that had been furloughed or let go, or they've got to hire new servers and movie theaters that pretty much completely closed down are now starting to plan for the summer and having some level of capacity. Will they actually have to to hire employees Mm -hmm. Uh, and they've got to bring people on. So with that, there comes this need to begin to rethink all the business processes. How do we recruit? What do we do? How do we do that? How do we get the right information? How do we ensure that we have the right hire in this virtual or near virtual environment? 
And then how do we use technology to make that incredibly efficient as a part of that process? So, so I think that we're beginning to see some changes just because the changes in the economy, the need to hire, the need to hire differently that are causing people to say, maybe this is the time that I finally get to that point of reinventing what's going on in terms of recruiting inside my business. Mm-hmm. I think there's a few key things I'm I'm seeing clients talk about or think about is, you know, first, their businesses are still fragile. You know, it's been a rough year on, especially think about anything in the entertainment or food and beverage um, industry. They're fragile. So they need to bring in people. They've got to bring them in quickly, but they have to control their recruiting costs. So that's a big thing is controlling costs, but preparing to bring people on. There's also a lot of cases where I've seen clients have lost tenured people. And so they're having to bring people on, fill fill positions quickly, but they don't have that same, you know, longevity inside of their workforce. So now how are we going to fill the gap? So what's the training or the enablement look to look like to fill the gap? Because I don't have the guy that's been doing it for 10 years anymore. And then lastly is is volume, right? We've got a lot of people that are facing some pretty big volumes to bring people back on. And so what does it look like to bring them on, get them onboarded through the recruiting process, but also move them right into enablement or onboarding as in terms of training and orientation training. So those are three components I'm, I'm seeing clients concerned about. And those aren't necessarily all three things that were priorities before. And so they're looking at it going, well, the way we recruited before just isn't enough. It's not going to move quick enough like it did. Um, so now they're looking for ways to transform in that in that um, aspect. So does it, a question for you, does it change things in, in the way that organizations will recruit and the technology they use because of this pandemic in the sense of, yes, they for you know a retail organization or a large theme park or, or something that had before March of last year had hundreds of thousands of employees and went down to who knows, you know, 10,000 or 20,000 mm-hmm. just lost 80% of their workforce, either furloughed or, or gone. Does it make a big difference in what they do because they have a large pool, if you will, of furloughed or employees that they had to let go, but, you know, are potentially interested or would love to come back in, in any moment? Does that change the way they, they approach it or does it or, or not? Or is the technology... Well, I think think what it does is it changes prioritization, right? So if you're an organization that has a large group of furloughed employees, then you've got to go through a reboarding process. And and so that reboarding process could sometimes even be more complicated than a new hire process because I have to reboard them. I probably have new training objectives that I have to go through. I may have to recertify everybody that was doing a particular job before I can ever put mm-hmm. them back uh, into being a productive employee. And so that reboarding is one area of prioritization. Could be that your organization actually let people go and started growing in a different path. Mm -hmm. And as you did, now you need new jobs and new roles. So Mm -hmm. it's a different hire. But I know, Tiffany, one of the things we were talking about earlier was that even in there's a hybrid of those two, which is I want to bring a furloughed employee back, but the job that they were working before doesn't exist anymore. We have a new role for them. So Mm -hmm. it's not just a hey, this person's great, bring him back, but it's bring him back. Oop, 
move laterally to this other job. Now we have to train you from scratch to be able to go do this new job. You're a great person. You're familiar with your organization. You're part of the team. We love you. We want you back. Now we got to go do it differently. So I think when we look at the context of all those pieces together, it becomes prioritization. The one thing I will say around the learning technology to your question is the idea of going and buying the shiny object to eliminate the problem does not appear to exist in this new recruiting world for the moment, right? The, hey, how am I going to do the specialized interview process that's going to record you on video and do facial recognition and all that? That all sounds great. But I don't know about you, Tiffany. I'm not hearing clients talk about that at all. What they're talking about is, how do I change my process, use my current technology, reconfigure the technology in a way that's going to help automate this and allow me to maximize the throughput of potential recruits and um, reboarding or onboarding Mm -hmm. of employees? Yeah, it's more about the volume and saving costs. The other thing is to, you know, People, a lot of people look at recruiting as kind of the first um, insight to an organization. And so where they're wanting to, where I see a lot of uh, clients wanting to kind of spend their effort is revamping what does that experience look and feel like to the candidate. It's more of a user experience thing than, you know, changing out the technology completely. But they want, a lot of people have had to pivot and kind of reinvent themselves during the pandemic, a lot of businesses. And so they, they want to bring that fresh look while they're, I mean, it's, you have all, all, all these restaurants opening back up. That means all people who were servers before have options. Where are they going? Why are they going there? And so each of the um, employers are going to have to kind of set themselves apart in this process. And it's their first, it's their opportunity to make a first impression. And so it's that user experience and then that high throughput that you're, you're talking about. I think this is a great opportunity to, to look at something we talk about all the time is, do we have the right data to make decisions? Mm-hmm. And this is a data throughput that allows us to begin to go say, I have the right data to know that I want to hire this person and that individual and the reasons why and that I can transact and do that quickly. Because just like you said, I've got multiple jobs that I could actually go to. I'm a server. I've got four or five restaurants. Which one am I going to go to? What's got the best hours? What's going to give me the best pay rate? What's got the best culture and environment for me? Those become highly competitive factors. Mm -hmm. But you as a recruiter, if you're using technology and you can get the data quickly, now I can go make an offer quicker Mm -hmm. and get ahead of the competition. That's a real advantage or a benefit. And Mm -hmm. just to get back to the shiny object, the shiny object is not going to solve that problem over the next 12 months. It's probably going to take you another 12 to 18 months to actually buy it and implement it Mm -hmm. to be able to get to that next step. It's really about how do I reconfigure what I already have, Mm -hmm. but more importantly, how do I improve the business process that I'm working through, the decision-making process, and how do I get the right data to make this happen really, really quickly? So th- one last thing on on recruiting, and, and as you mentioned, technology, uh, we're seeing obviously a lot of the big tech companies, a lot of companies across the board going even forward 100% virtual or, or hiring people that usually would sit in an office and, and they're, they have the option or are, are being asked to just be virtual for, for the rest of time, potentially, mm-hmm. for that company. 
what advancements have you seen in in recruiting technology to help support virtual hiring and and um, you know being able to bring people bring people onto an organization without ever physically meeting them in person um, and just what what technology advancements are, yeah. are are being able to to do the same thing that you would do um, in a face to face interview with a with a virtual interview so a couple of things that are that we're starting to see that are really coming online. Um, to me are are really crazy cool and scary at the same time <laughs> because you think about it it's really all around AI technology and how do we use artificial intelligence and a combination of that and machine learning in order to be able to drive more information towards decision making so it's not really a human decision it almost becomes more of a machine or an ai decision that would whittle down a hundred candidates down to three and then either one of you as the manager just gets to look at three mm -hmm. well there's a lot in there you still have to inform the machine mm -hmm. of what you're looking for and if you inaccurately inform the machine then the machine is going to give you the wrong hires and is potentially going to eliminate some of those great candidates that sure. are out there. So we're starting to see more and more of that. Um, we're also starting to see more tools that are automating workflows. So it's not doing the AI decision making, but those interim steps that are all very, very manual and process. So they have been in the past. Uh, that workflow automation is something that that we've seen begun begin to really take over. I'm a big fan of that. So how do we eliminate the non-productive kind of expensive work uh, becomes really, really important. Um, and, and I think the, the final thing that I'm starting to see more and more of is gets back to our last podcast is how do we begin to go do quick integrations mm -hmm. to be able to get information? Because it's not just did I make the hire, but how quickly can I get the hire to productivity? Mm -hmm. And so the ability to go in and say, okay, I made the hire, made the decision, I made them an offer, they accepted the offer, I'm going to now go through the entire procurement of technology for them to be able to work and operate in a remote location, but now I'm going to get them an onboarding right away. What all do I need from an onboarding standpoint? How do I automate that process so that it's hitting for not just the employee, but also the manager in a way that makes this really efficient and gets people through the system quickly? Mm -hmm. That to me is the critical thing that we're beginning to see more and more focus and impact on is not more or better manual processes, but I want to take a manual process. I want to make it better. And then I want to automate that workflow uh, in order to be able to process this through because as we see a number of service organizations, as an example, that are coming back online or aviation, mm -hmm. um, we've got a we have a bunch of airlines that that we love to death and uh, as clients. And as they begin to bring back furloughed people, the volumes at which that's going to happen is going to happen so quickly. You've got to find a way to be able to move more through the system accurately. Uh, and not make mistakes. Um, and so I, I think there's there's a lot of that technology is going to play a real key part of that process in providing the right information to make the right decisions. I'm just a big believer that you still have to allow people to make the decisions. Sure. The AI stuff, if not, if you don't configure it the right way, begins to be a problem. So let's let the people make decisions 
decisions, but use the technology, automate the workflow, get the right information to the manager so they can make the decision that's going to best benefit their team and the entire organization. Yeah, you give the robots too much control and it's a slippery slope. Yeah, we've seen, we've seen that. <laughs> too many movies about too that. Too many movies about that. That's right. It's a scary thing. I don't even want to think about that being a real life scenario. So. Yeah, who's your hiring manager? Uh, AI 17. <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith had a bad experience yes, with yes. robots, so I don't want to do that. But, but you know, that, that's, that's, that's great. We, we you know, appreciate your, your thoughts on the recruiting. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this shapes out as, as we continue to, to get back to quote-unquote normal and whatever that looks like. But as companies begin to really start um, getting back to, to where they were before and hiring the same or new people and new talent, and there's a huge uh, field of, of talented people out there that are either still looking for a job, um, furloughed, or you know maybe took a job during the pandemic just to have a job during the pandemic sure. and really want to get back to their specialty as things open yep. up, mm-hmm. uh, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see. And uh, we are we are right there for you if, if you have any questions or need some advice on technology um, or process or mixing those two and figuring out how it's going to work best for your organization. So, would love to hear your comments and thoughts or, or, or questions. Um, feel free to reach out to us. The uh, website link is in our podcast description. Uh, like and subscribe if you like what we did today, or leave us a comment. And let us know what we should talk about uh, in the following podcast. Until then, we'll catch you next time from an undisclosed location. It's only (laughs) undisclosed because I don't know where it is. (laughs) But we'll we'll figure that out and hope you tune in and check out what patio or what random room we'll be recording in next time. Until then, have a great week. And we'll catch you next week on the human side of learning and talent technology. Thanks. Thanks, Penny. Thanks.